you for joining us at first ever live recording of Buffalo Blitzkrieg podcast. Oh, yeah. As lifelong friends that live hours away from each other, it's always nice to get together. Even happier to record this free-flowing conversation for all of our listeners. Uh, we're right here in Fred's beautiful backyard, freshly manicured. It looked like you took the uh, push mower out to it. This work today. all day today push mowing my lawn. I appreciate it. I appreciate the labor of love that I'm sitting in right now. It does look great. You know, Got a slight breeze rolling through. Yeah. You got a name for this property here? This property? Um, I call it... Uh, Fred's Rolling Acres. It piece of shit grows. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I like it. I wouldn't call it a piece of shit, but I like calling things pieces Working of shit. It. You know, it really destroys its character and it destroys its come up some shit. And you just really <laughs> want to keep it in this perspective that mm-hmm. you own this land. You tell it what to do. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. It's good for grilling and having some drinks, though. So. No, it's a fine backyard. Fine backyard. Fine backyard. I'm jealous. Of it. I don't have a backyard. Me I live either. in the city of Buffalo. I, mean, yeah. I just have like a. Little two by two foot porch that I can just stand out and stare at the neighbor's backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out there having fun, grilling, drinking beers, having friends over, and I'm just sitting there in my underwear, you know, trying to pretend like I'm cool. But regardless, um, <laughs> where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, you're you're gonna talk bills. We talk bills. Training camp battles. Yeah, the training camp just started uh, on the 27th, which was what three days ago. Today's 30th. Yes. Um, we got that nice little fix of a lot of training camp videos by the Buffalo media personnel that are privileged enough to go and view it. So uh, we've been getting inundated with Josh Allen and, and shorts videos, which no one's going to complain about that. Straight men, straight women, gay men, gay women. really doesn't matter. Everybody loves to see Josh Allen in shorts. In particular, um, yeah, it's just nice to see Josh Allen in shorts. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, you know... Josh knowing Allen. that he's a, I get, I get to what you're saying. Knowing that he's a training camp, <laughs> he's in. I didn't know it was this kind of get together, guys. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, I mean, I don't have an office, but when I have an office, there's going to be just a whole wall portrait of Josh Allen shorts, and people are going to oh. assume things about me that I don't care because you want to adorn your uh, your cubicle with something beautiful. That's very true. Not not exactly what I'd go for, but I'd respect it. If I walked by it, I think I'd respect it. You know what I'm all about. We went out on the river, and I had got some pictures of me in some shorts, and I'm telling you, it's not something to look at. I was like, oh, feels bad. We might need to see this. We'll just do a, you know, waist down pictures. We'll compare you side by side with Josh. And I got to start doing some push-ups. Some push-ups. Yeah. And uh, for those uh, listening there at home, we want to mention, because we just got a nice gust of wind, that we are outside again in Fred's backyard. Um, So you might get a little audio... Uh, displeasure in your headphones or your car, but we're doing the best out here. Enjoy the breeze. It's as if you're sitting right next to us. That's right. Enjoying this delicious blue light, which has been voted as the one beer to drink for the rest of our lives by our followers. Yes. So, I, you know, I'm a big Jenny guy. When was that poll out? Just like this past week, right? Yeah, about a week ago. Yeah. I I voted on it. I think I chose Jenny, you know, the one beer for the rest of your life. And the, you had good choices there. What else? It was Southern Tier IPA. Yeah. Yeah. You had to include I had to include at least one craft beer. Yeah. But. Yeah. You kind of gotta. And I even like I'm drinking IPAs right now. Uh, what do we got here? Saranac, little hazy ale. I think I've had it before on the podcast. But uh, that Saranac juicy ale is actually pretty good. Yes. I like that. Got a nice little sampler pack at uh, Stewart's yesterday. I make about 15 Stewart's runs a day, and that was one of them. Um. Yeah, no, I feel like you uh, 
need to have maybe some sort of IPA on there, but it's not something I'd want to drink all the time. If I had, and that's it, you know, if I had the choice, it'd probably be Jenny. Right. Well, I mean, if there was a choice of a lot of beers, I wouldn't have chosen any of them on the list, but mm-hmm. if there was a little bit of rhyme or reason to why I picked them, I wanted to pick regional ones that are a bit lower end on the price spectrum. So if yes. you're thinking about just that one beer to sit down and slug away until you die. Jenny. <laughs> Utica Club, quick the bad No, yeah. If you put the poll out, like, I don't know, maybe 40, 30, 40 years ago, might have been a lot more Utica Club votes there. But Nobody likes Utica Club anymore. I, didn't, I thought, you know, I still had a little bit of a cult following, but apparently not. I think the closer you get to Utica, probably. They sell for three bucks at the bar around the corner, you know? Three dollars for a Utica Club? Yeah. This country's gone to hell. <laughs> you know, I could go the route of Miller High Life, I think that's the predictable route mm. for me. Yeah. But I also... Well, it's not on the list, but... Well, it's on mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we all have our own problems. <laughs> but um, I could also go Labatt Blue. Labatt Blue. That's what I'm saying today. I'm not yeah. a big blue light drinker usually, but I think as far as mass-produced, just regular old Pilsner... Blue Light's well decent, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I drink a lot of it. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of the go-to... Um, stealing my dad's beer out of his fridge beer for me. Yep. <laughs> well, so it's just they, the beer your dad drank. He's got a lot of it. <laughs> well, this is, we have some. Whatever beer, time. whatever beer your dad drank is the beer that you're going to pick, I think. Because that's the beer that you you were stealing from the fridge between the ages of 16 and 20. Yeah. So My dad didn't you know, really drink, but my mom drank wine coolers. So, you hmm. know. So we put a, like a Miss Seagram's wine cooler in front of me. You're Those are living. easy. Oh, yeah. Too easy, I'm sure. Yeah. Always blue light. I mean, I don't think you're going to go wrong. No, and I think it's not like a lot of the other uh, mass-produced ones. They actually brew it with legitimate beer ingredients, right? It's mm-hmm. not like a bunch of corn syrup or malted corn or anything like a lot of the other adjunct uh, lagers. It's a, it's I don't think there's corn syrup in any beer. But, um, <laughs> All there is. I hate to spoil it. Yeah. At least a third, just yeah. for flavor. A little flavor. A training camp. We got off on a tangent there. Yeah, we did. Big time. Training I, camp. I, I got to give some way too early opinions about the training camp. Because, well, that's what you do at this time of year. You get people, you vent your endless spleen. And I'm going to be wrong about 90% of it, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, the big one for me, which might be a little bit boring for a lot of people, but it's the running back battle. I think that's the primary, most interesting, and most competitive battle for training camp this year. Uh, we're looking at Devin Singletary, Zach Moss are the front runners uh, as a stint. Standovers from last year, and then they signed Matt Breida um, on a low veteran contract. So we'll be um, seeing him for the first time in Bills uniform after a low year with the Dolphins uh, as a bit of a speed threat, a bit of a change of pace back. And then also, I, I don't think we should count out uh, Christian Wade or Antonio Williams. I, this is maybe just a little bit of a gut feeling for me, but and Antonio Williams might be that diamond in the rough that Buffalo has been looking for since um, LaShawn McCoy was cut. LaShawn McCoy was cut from the Bills. He runs with purpose. He's got better speed than he showed at his combine uh, in 2019. And he runs with a lot of power. He runs through tacklers. He can run through linebackers. Um, but as has been emphasized to me, and I'm very well aware of, we have a very small sample size of Antonio Williams. Um, but I think he's – it's much more of a gut feeling. You know, following his great performance against the Dolphins last season, I just like the way he runs, seeing some – press conferences, seeing some interviews with him. I like his demeanor. I like his drive. And I think he's going to be a standout in the preseason. I think we'll see him 
taking the lion's share of the snaps come week three, maybe week five. Uh, well, that's all, you know, wait to see. Devin Singletary has been putting his work as well. We've seen pictures of him looking at top form. Uh, Zach Moss had an injury-shortened season. Um, so we'll see what he can do after a court was about half a year with NFL experience, if he can kind of round out into the form that he reflected at Utah. Following the running back battle, we can look at backup quarterback. We were talking about Josh Allen with his gorgeous shorts for him. He's pretty much the one exclusive, guaranteed, going to be starter. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Him and Stephon Diggs and Tredavious White. But in the backup spot, it gets a little bit interesting. Mitchell Trubisky is fairly assumed to be the number two behind our star quarterback. But um, we haven't seen Jake Fromm take any snaps in the NFL. He was drafted last season, and he was made the emergency quarterback. He didn't even really get any major team reps at practice because he was kept isolated from the team. So I'm looking forward to seeing him go out and compete and try to maybe not beat out Mitchell Trubisky, but at least find himself a spot in this roster. Um, it would be particularly beneficial for the Bills to have him because Mitchell Trubisky is on a one-year contract. So you, uh, if he has a good season, we're going to see him gone. We're going to see him gone chasing out that big contract year. So to have that continuity, to have somebody to readily fill in to the back of role, which, as we've seen over the years, can be all too important. Uh, wide receiver is also pretty interesting. It's a pretty loaded wide receiver room. Uh, you know, the roster locks, we've got Diggs, Sanders, and Davis. I would say those are the only three, I would say, absolute roster locks. Um, I wrote an article about two weeks ago before training camp started about possibility of bees getting cut, but... Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No, it seems like he cleared the air pretty well in his press conference. And Yeah. And he's been performing very well from what I've seen and heard at training camp, too. Oh, yeah. And there's no doubt. I never the, – the point of the article wasn't to say he's not a competitor. He doesn't have the drive. Oh, sure. He's not a, a great slot specialist. It was more to say if it gets to the point where he's going to be too much of a distraction, is it worth it? Yeah. He, he doesn't seem – well, I don't know if this is out of character for Beasley, but uh, he definitely – Sean McDermott is a uh, – Process, process guy, and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really. He doesn't want distractions on his team. So um, that'd be a pretty, pretty big loss, I think, for Buffalo just to go up and cut him. So I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, part of it, I felt a little bad because I, like, I kind of doubted McDermott's ability to get him, get him straightened up. By yeah. the time training camp came around, yep. it, it took all but thirty minutes for them to go out and do the press conference and everything. Right. It was easy. Yep. So you know, they pulled him aside and they said, "Stern talking to." Right. <laughs> you know, go out and say what you need to say. Get it off your chest, and we're moving on. Yeah, yep. That's why it's nice that they're back in shorts this off season. <laughs> just kind of, uh, you know, just media focused on things other than football for what four months, five months off season. I'm not sure. And you're always digging. You're always digging for yeah. something to pinpoint. You, you want a headline for the NFL because it's the most newsworthy sport. United States, so right. whatever comes out that's uh, controversial or if it stands out in the remotest way, it's going to mm-hmm. be, you know. Uh, I mean, he definitely made, he definitely uh, ruffled some feathers, though. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, his statements were his own, as a lot of people have on their Twitter bio. I don't think uh, Beasley does, but. Um, Maybe he needs to put it. He would have. can't shut him down for it. He would have been immunized if he would have just put, my, my statements are my own and no one would have criticized him. That's right. Yep. The standard immunization disclaimer. <laughs> you can't criticize me if my statements are my own. Nope. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean Beasley's probably uh, yeah Beasley's probably a lock at this point, so I'll put him in the locks. 
Uh, behind that, you got Mackenzie Stevenson, Hodgins, Gentry, Kumro, Brandon Powell, Lanflin Marr, Duke Williams. Uh, really, the competition for the fifth and possibly sixth spot is going to be Mackenzie Stevenson and Hodgins. Mackenzie mm-hmm. um, has to be the front runner for me because we've seen him compete in, in the NFL caliber, and we've yeah. seen him do it efficiently and capitalize on his opportunities. So either Stevenson or Hodges are going to have to have a great training camp preseason to unseat him. Although Stevenson seems to be a popular name, you know, they like his, people like his athletic attributes. He's coming from Houston, which is an air raid style offense. He played in the slot uh, in college, but I could, I'd see him more as a practice squad player. And I think he's fairly safe to say the practice squad. Now. Before we got on, we are talking about uh, maybe a underappreciated style of cooking, maybe an overlooked style of cooking. I think one of the better ways to cook meat, and as you know, you're the one that introduced this to me, Zach, and I was all too happy to take your recipes on beer braised chicken. But beer braising in general can be applied to a lot of different cooking styles. I mean, well, I don't know. I, you know, you can braise just about any meat. Um, the best part about beer is that there's a lot of different styles out there. Like I've done. Um, I have done uh, stews or roasts with, what's my favorite? I've done a lot with Jenny Oktoberfest, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, because that's like you get into that time of year, like your fall time, September, October. A little bit of the spice in it. Yeah, it's just a little darker beer with a little more um, malt quality to it. So I can do that with red meat. I can get away with doing that. Um, I do a beer braised chicken um, for, like, just chicken tacos. You do your basic... uh, and I'm sure this will work with lots of different spices, but I've always been into your taco seasoning. And uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to say about that, Pepper? Apparently. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple dogs. Let's introduce uh, the pups out in, in this here podcast yeah, tonight. Yeah, we got, um, we got Girl and Pepper Boy. and Rudy. Um, they're dogs, and they're excited for life and excited to be on the very first episode of the Bills uh, Buffalo. Buffalo Blitz Creek Podcast. Buffalo Blitz Creek Podcast. Yeah, we're changing names. Well, immunizing. Talk about immunizing. Immunizing away from the cease and desist. From the uh, that's Blitz. right. Yeah, we can't. We can't handle it personally. Uh, we're tossing and turning every night. But um, yeah, a legal decision. <laughs> You're raising chicken. It's a wonderful thing to do, or really any meat. Um, I don't think I've ever raised pork. But I've done plenty of red meat and um, chicken. Uh, I think I was in the middle of kind of what I do with the beer braised chicken for tacos. And that's just kind of your regular taco seasoning. Um, kind of the beer of your choice. I would obviously never use a dark beer for something like that. I just, I really use Jenny or again, blue light, any like nice light Pilsner that I have that's maybe been around for a few weeks in the fridge. And well, this might be a high thought, but what about the, like a roast beef braise and a nice rich Imperial style? Would that work? I would never do it. Notes? I don't want the chocolate notes personally. What and like you do? an imperial stout is just so boozy too. You have to consider like the burn off time for oh, yeah. a braise with any alcohol. Like, what's a mole? Is that beef or bean? I I think it's bean. I really don't know. I'm sure you know, you know we might get fact checked for it. I really don't know, and I wish I did. But I've heard of it. Not really sure. Tell me, Fred, you're telling me about your um, beer braised pork. 
sounded really good. You're, you're raised pork Brine. ribs. Brine. 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 Totally Brine. different. You're not cooking the brine. Oh, you, you just want to sit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Then you do it up on the do it up on the grill afterwards. Brining brining pork is always a good move. Um, You want to, I don't know, if you're just grilling, um, not everything has to be brined, but smoking you should always brine before you smoke. Or like, you know, you got your corned beef, stuff like that, that sits in a brine for a while. See, someone experimenting with smoking. I always have to mess around with that apple cider vinegar water combination, the spray bottle, and I lose all the heat with it. Mm -hmm. If I brine it, do I still need to keep spraying? You could, but brining would take... Like the that necessary factor. If you don't brine, you have you should always constantly be moisturizing it. But um, when you're spraying versus when you're grazing or brining, I'm sorry, uh, spraying you're just imparting so much flavor, like very not much. But when you brine, it's got a chance to sit in there for a while. You really get that goes right into the meat. Brining's like goes a deep process. You gotta let it sit. Um, I find a lot of times with smoker, especially with like chicken and poultry, um, less is more. So I like to mm-hmm. brine them and then smoke them only for like a short period of time relative to how long you'd normally smoke something. So yeah. maybe you smoke them for a half an hour, an hour, whatever, check them out. But get them, get them cooking in there because the smoker can still get hot enough to cook what you're going to eat. Absolutely. Um, but poultry, I feel like, can really suck up a lot of smoke. I know. And it's, uh, yeah, I think we've said it, like, smoking is, in, like, most food stuff, it's just kind of a personal thing, and some people like a nice, like, ring of smoke, very, like, obvious presence in whatever they're smoking, but. I've always been like, I like a nice kiss of smoke on most things, especially chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get away with smoking something like a brisket or uh, a pork butt, you know, for pulled pork for so long because you get it kind of on the outer bit and it's good flavor, but chicken, it really does, that smoke kind of like eats through the chicken, mm-hmm. dries it out really easy, so brining is super necessary. See, I, I love a really smoky, just a good like applewood smoke. Yeah. The smoke. So yeah. you just take that bite and then, mm-hmm. you know, all the dry rub spices hit, but right. good hickory or applewood smoke. Yep. I love that being the dominant mm-hmm. flavor, especially with pork. Absolutely. Yeah, let it sit down there. Are there any, like, full logs or wood chips or whatever people are using with their pits or smokers? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Got some pork sitting there. What were we, we originally talking about? I feel like we're on a big tangent. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh we, we were talking, talking about braising. Braising. We, we eventually got to smoking, which I guess that's just how things happen. <laughs> I mean, what else would you beer braise? Um, sausages. You taught me about beer braising sausages. Act. Oh, yeah. You can just, you can, uh, that's, yeah, sausages you can just literally just boil in beer. I mean, you can just substitute beer for any time you need a liquid. Any sort of liquid, yeah. Right. Is there a real benefit to doing it rather than? What are, you, what are you giving from the beer? You're oh, imparting you're def- whatever flavor the beer has. Absolutely. To a certain point. And also consider the flavor after it's cooked. Yeah. Because if you're heating it up, that'll change the flavor of the beer, in my opinion. Well, that's the difference between, like, braising and brining. With uh, braising, you get, like, lots of flavor from whatever you're bra- uh, yeah, braising it in, whatever liquid you're using. And then brining, it's kind of like dual purpose. You get some flavor, not a ton. Um, but mostly you get something that's like 
not overly saturated, but we'll keep keep it you know throughout the process, especially a long one like smoking. Would I use beer to boil rice? Probably not. I would use. I I would use like chicken broth to do rice. Yeah. Consider something like that. But um, boiled beer. Right. Boiled beer. Beer That sounds great. I'd do it. God damn it. I might use beer in like a recipe. Maybe I'm doing like boiled um, chicken thighs and potatoes or something like that. And half of the liquid I put in is going to be beer now instead of instead of you know all water or whatever. Mm-hmm. Often hot dogs, beer braised. This can't go wrong. You can you can do too much. Though. That would be very nice. Beer braised and then like. Throw it on like a super hot grill for just a couple minutes to get some get because like just get that color. Well, no, that caramel or yeah, that caramel. Um, that hot dog would uh, pick up a lot of sugars from the beer, and it, that helps. Car- like beer helps caramelize stuff when you grill it too. If you let something sit in beer and um, yeah, yeah. Ricky just recently did a brine something pork beer brine pork. Um, yeah, 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 beer brine pork. Um. Those little country ribs, like pretty much just pork chops right there. Mm-hmm. You bought them before. Yeah. Um, but it was one bottle of beer, um, and then two more bottles of water, uh, two tablespoons of salt, two tablespoons of sugar, a, a little bit of onion powder, um, two jalapenos diced up from my garden. The jalapenos seem like a real kicker. I like that. Yep. Yep. A little bit of curry, because I like to add just a touch of curry to things. I feel like that parts a lot of flavor you don't need much um and yeah that pretty much that ready to go nice um let it sit in there for about six hours and then pull it out pat it dry do a little bit of a dry rub of some chili powder some more salt um probably would do less salt next time and um maybe some sugar that would have been a better substitute grill Grill that up yeah well yeah anything with like that you have brined in sugar or beer or anything that has sugar in it really um, that's going to get into that meat and especially on any skin it has or really just the outside when you're grilling. That'll make a nice nice little crust on anything you're cooking. So, yeah, talking about food. Um, Good blog if you're on a camping trip a couple weeks ago. We all got together. Just oh, yes. out getting together. We've been getting together quite a bit lately, which has been nice. You know, it's, uh... it's been okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. I could do without. <laughs> I'm over here being the nice guy. Yeah, well, quit being so nice. Oh, yeah. Fisticuffs at Dom, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's just fight. Yeah, we did do a a little... This whole time, so let you guys know. (laughs) We uh, we did a little camping outing, what was that, two weekends ago to the day, uh, out in Cranberry Lake. That would be in the... I guess you would consider kind of like the northwest portion of the Adirondacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of the Adirondack Park, yeah. Um, Probably... What is it? I don't know. 30, 40 miles out or inside the blue line of the Adirondack Park. Um, if you really want to know more about geography, you can give that a good old Google search. They'll tell you all about where it is. They got their own maps. Yeah. But we were in the tall trees having a good old time. This is the second year in a row that we've done a nice camping trip at uh, Cranberry Lake. It's nice at Cranberry for everybody. It's You got all the menus. There's there's a shower. There's toilets. You have the ladies who pee in the toilet. They want to go squat out. I the enjoyed woods. the first time much more. Well, they don't need to know that. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's a great little campground. Would recommend it if anybody is up this way um, or lives up this way. You know, within like probably. I mean, you guys drove from Buffalo. Yeah, we went away. It's a good five hours from Buffalo. Yeah. You know, you got Letchworth up there and they got Allegheny. So I don't know if you're going to drive all the way to Cranberry Lake if you just want to go camping. But I, I do love coming out to the Adirondacks mostly for the mountains. There's something about being near on top of or at the bottom of a mountain that just uh, it gives you a lot of perspective. And I think it's a. It's nice to be out that way where Western New York, you don't have any mountain ranges. Right. You need to get more hikes. You do. Right out of time. Only three, four more months of hiking season. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just very different than your city environment, that's for sure. Yeah, you got to get out there. You got to get out there because, you know, when you're in the. I do a lot of push mowing, though. Push mowing. That's essentially hiking, right? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. When you're, uh, when you're one acre long, I don't know. If, I mean, I guess you, you got it in. Carry laundry up and down stairs every day. <laughs> These are dad bod exercises. The dad bod exercises. To... Uh, my baby came back. She's uh, 19 and a half pounds. So I'm carrying that around. Yeah. <laughs> got to be a good workout. Yeah, the wife's yoked, dude. She's got like huge biceps. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, got to get out in the mountains. Something about being out in the mountains. Just being out in nature in general is nice, just being out where it's quiet and serene. But when you're on top of a mountain, it's just that way of making you feel small in a good way. You know, when you're out in civilization, everything's cultivated for human size and human consumption and human comfort. You know, you go sit inside something natural and huge and overwhelming like a mountain. I think it's a nice perspective altering. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't get really too thorough about it or like John Muir about it these days just because i don't know i've done plenty of hikes and stuff but it's uh it's more calming to me than probably anything so lots of people should you know really take the time do spend a little time outdoors but also um don't go out there and trash place lots of people like yeah no don't go out and do something you can't handle and have to do a hundred thousand dollar hello ride back home yeah, I mean, stuff like that, we can consider that, but at the very least, like, if you have to go poop, like, bury it, and um, don't throw your orange peels out on the mountain. I know they're, uh, they are technically biodegradable, but nobody wants that. Just don't trash places and keep wild spaces live. Well, it's the, the one big rule, pack in and pack out, right, Zach? Absolutely. Okay, so you leave no trace. You're, you're, you're hiking up the, the trail. No, down. It's getting late. You're going down the trail. Mm-hmm. And there's, like four dudes uh, lined right up in the trail and they're all shit like three feet off the trail I'd be pretty bummed I mean I don't I'd probably they dug a hole though each one dug a hole well no you still can't do it on the trail where do you do it you go off the trail well off the trail how far I mean if you're going for this hike why you can't you wait till you get back to where you're going to take a shit you know uh I don't know. <laughs> coming from <laughs> Buffalo you don't spend enough time in the woods I've had many, Sometimes. many a time. When it comes, it comes, and it just happens. I don't know. I've um, never, never been on a hike where I need the shit so badly that I just had to. Like, and just we're not talking about a backpack. You don't trip. go on enough hikes. I mean, not like a backpacking trip, just like a nice leisurely day hike up to the top of the mountain. I don't get up every day and almost shit my pants and like not quite make it to the trip on time, but sometimes <laughs> that happens. It just happens sometimes. If you hike enough, one of those days is going to be the day you're hiking. You're going to be doing the double cheek scoot. Yeah. 
And if and you got I, it, I really hope it doesn't happen to anybody out there. But uh, all right, but it happened to these four dudes. They yeah. can barely get off the path. Yeah. What do you I do? mean, whatever happens, happens. You're not. You walk by them. Do you wait? Do you give them some time? It's getting late, remember. You know, I'm yelling at him. I'm telling him, get back down the mountain and go shit yeah, in the toilet. You're at the top of the Damn mountain. You're, you're like, man, you're like, gosh, man. I just, I've had to do it, and it happens. <laughs> but it usually, like, you have a little time to prepare for it. Did you dig a cat? It's like 30 seconds. You dug a cat hole, though, right? You dug a nice cat hole, buried it up. Yes. Uh, Good and respectable. Yeah. <laughs> Put your teepee in there. Really great spot is if you find a rock that has like a deep enough divot but you can still lift it out your cat hole is already dug for you um, so just yeah do your thing there and shit under rocks yeah put the rock what, imagine if you're the person that flips over the rock like not that long like <laughs> some little kid just trying to play with a rock kid has to shit <laughs> yeah another kid just wants to play that looks like a cool rock oh, oh, there's bugs under here oh, <laughs> I don't think you guys know what I'm talking I'm talking about like a good sized Rock that you took. This is one that would have some big bugs under it. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'd be really, really hard. If I'm eight years old, I'm looking for those little like June yeah. bugs. I'd be really excited about that rock. I wouldn't be expecting any big old human turd underneath it. Finds a June bug and Zach's uh, shit. Like, it's a it's a dung beetle. I think <laughs> you guys are talking about a very specific <laughs> scenario where this probably is not going to happen. But if you're you the are... one leaving peekaboo shit traps under rocks. Well, that's just too goddamn bad for the kid. <laughs> I, don't know what to tell you. I think we're going to have to take this up with a bona fide Mark Ranger. We're going to have to opinion on this. I would like to say that I am a member of the ASSSS. The Anti-Surface Shitting Society. Wait, is this a real thing? I think so, maybe. I'm actually, yeah, no. I'm founding member. <laughs> if you guys would like to join, you can send us the email to always in toilet paper, even if that means flipping over a rock. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Don't leave your shit laying out, guys. Yeah. 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 Somebody's dog goes up and looks at Garbage shit, human shit, ride home. dog shit. Yeah. Your shit? Take care of your shit. We love the Anyway, um, so there's a lot more to leave no trace principles than um, just picking up your poop. Again, take out your garbage. Um, another big one is, you know, hike in the center of the trails, even if it's muddy, come prepared. Because it erodes it, right? It erodes the, the natural just, it, Yeah, it, you're just creating more trail, and, you know, you want to technically have the smallest trail possible. I like to anyway, because things are a little more wild that way, and you don't seem like you're on... Well, as a guy that grows a wild garden, um, I like to disturb as least as I can. Absolutely. And that's kind of the, yeah. the idea behind that, yeah. I say there's a safety concern with people trying to go off trail too. You might think you're Rambo, but once it gets dark and you're off trail and you get a little lost and turn around. No, no I'm, I'm just talking about like you run into some mud on the already established trail. Like walk through it. Don't circle around it. Like like uh, Fred said, don't just try not to disturb what you can. And that's why little kids shouldn't be fucking looking for roly polies on the rocks. You don't, alone, yeah. kid. You don't even know where you're walking. If, if you didn't know any better and you're walking off trail, you, you could be slipping on something or going oh, yeah. down. Oh, sure. sure. You know, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, there's some random declines in some of those trails. You know, there's a quick elevation, quick decline. You, know, you step off the trail and mm-hmm. some place that looks like shrubbery or some high grass. And well, this even means that, like, the top of mountains where most of it is rock. Like, when you're summiting, 
and it's pretty much rock, but there's a little like alpine vegetation. Like, don't touch it. Take a picture. Sniff it. Maybe sniff it. Don't pick it. Like, yeah, that's. I know that's been a kind of a big thing that like these species pick it. Oh yeah. No, I mean lots. I mean there are probably millions of visitors to you know the Adirondack Park every year, and um, lots of traffic, lots of people hiking out doing really any any sort of outdoor recreation, but. Those, uh, those mountains see some wear and tear, for sure. And, you know, the people are just trampling over this alp- alpine vegetation that really can only exist in this spot because of the climate that it's in. You lose it and it's gone, it's probably gone for a while. Just at that specific spot. Not for good. Mm. Respect. And I, say, I just went up there again today. There's definitely a lot of people from all over the northeast. I saw, actually... All over the East Coast, saw some Florida plates. Absolutely, Massachusetts plates. I guess I saw Ohio plate. I mean, I love it. It's and Jake, you did go to um, the very famous and aforementioned Racket River Brewing today. I did. How was your experience? I did. It was a great experience. They got a wonderful brewery over there. Nice open atmosphere. Nice open layout. You can sit outside. Tons of seating outside. Tons of seating inside. Everyone's friendly. Um, beer was all really good. We had this hot pepper ale that really hit the spot. Um, there's like these jalapeno, uh, serrano peppers, which sounds wild, but it was actually really nice. It had like a little meaty pepper taste. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Nice meaty pepper tasted ale. Uh, had a really delicious world IPA, nice New England style IPA, mm. and even a maple, maple porter? Maple porter. Yep. They're maple, I think it's a maple cream porter or maple something cream like porter. that. That's what I was looking for, yeah. yeah. Really well balanced, nice lighter porter too. They got a lot of good stuff down there. Yeah. Yeah. I love their atmosphere too. Yeah, there's a nice big beer hall, uh, you know, fully poured concrete floor, big yeah. fireplace in the front, big wooden tables, big, big wooden, wooden tables, Adirondacky, a lot of character. Absolutely, that wall of growlers is very neat. Yeah, they have a nice outdoor patio. Stuff. It's just you're not like probably not what like Buffalonians would consider your typical. Like they have beer halls, of course, but not like the breweries and. I just think of like Big Ditch. It's like very modernized, kind of like hipstery feel. But this isn't at all that. You, you feel like you're in a big lodge. I think it's like an obligation that you have to have something. Everything has to feel like a lodge in that around. That's of course, that's yeah. a, it's part of the, the fun of being out there because everything right. feels like a, like a log cabin. Everything's like live edge wood everywhere you go. And, <laughs> yeah, I, like I love it. Yeah. You know, I did have one major complaint, and this gives it one star. Yes. This gangle creature came strolling out of the, the brewery room. The brewery where there's brewing some beer and he hugged me. He hugged me. He came here with his beard and his oh, long hair. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I was, saw my good friend up there again today and that was also nice as well. So full disclaimer. Our good friend has been up there and uh I think objectively, you know, I'm not one to pass uh pass praise on shitty beer. He does make some really good beer. <laughs> he makes some crap. Let's be real. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not missing my words. It is it is really good and they've been uh, their mango wheat is really their flagship. And Absolutely. Something pretty unique, I think, and everyone can enjoy, especially when you're out there in the summer. After yeah. a nice long hike, you get something really refreshing for you. Yeah, and it's like, there are only so many wheat beers out there. You know, it's that's if you're looking for that type of style, um, there, aren't a, there isn't a lot out there that kind of differentiates from a standard uh, wheat beer, but the mango works real nice. Yeah, I love mango. Did you get kind of that funky sharpness of the wheat well then you got the mango too which makes it really like uh it gives it kind of a smoothness too for the mouthfeel 
I don't know about you boys, but I've been really into just eating mangoes. It's good for you. Oh, yeah. It's not like that dirty tomato, the most overrated fruit there ever was. Slap that on the grill, though. Mango. Grilled mango? I don't know. Let's get a little too vegan for me. Look some chicken. Yeah. Well, I had a thought, but I forgot it. Concluding thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I can't say I have. We did have the Olympics in here. I think we could just skip that for now because I can. We talked about Simone Biles. We don't. Yeah, yeah don't nobody needs the added. Jake will get too worked up. Uh, uh, rabble, rabble. Yeah. <laughs> nobody <laughs> needs any more thoughts. I saw Simone Charlie Biles. Kirk on the Daily Wire. Now I'm pissed. And uh, <laughs> I haven't really watched much of the Olympics, if any. I'll throw it on at night, so I can't really speak speak to it at all. I've watched a bunch. I don't know what I'm watching, but I get really pumped up and patriotic about it. I just can't that USA. Is what's great about the Olympics? I saw Katie Ledecky just kick everybody's ass in the something meter and the something stroke. It was awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wave that flag. Say, put your hand over your heart. Pledge of allegiance. Right in the house. That girl's wild. Katie Ledecky, she is like a wonder kid. She's a super straight, narrow. Everything's on a regiment. She does everything, eats everything by a regiment. She studies and learns by a regiment. She is like the perfect carbon copy of what you look for in a Olympian, I think. Because she's just like, charge forward. I love it. Swim forward. I don't know. Yeah. Stroke forward. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen should take notes. I don't know. I like, I like Josh. Josh <laughs> Allen has a more easygoing demeanor. You can have a little bit of both. You, know, you have the oh, sure. the hard-charging guy, and then you can yeah. have the more easygoing guy. But as long as you're producing, you, know, you just got to produce. Yeah. You got a lot more Be comfortable. Have fun. Yeah. This is always nice. You know. Yeah, I think Stressed that's out and anxious. That's how I like Yeah. It. <laughs> right at the edge of breaking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I used to I used to work for an attorney who was a, in the army, the army attorney. He used to always <laughs> preach about the bell curve of stress. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real military thing, right? Yeah. And you know, it's like right at the, the tip of the bell curve is where you want to be at all times. Not too stressed that you're breaking. Not too easy going that you're being oh, lazy. Yep. You want to be right there. Straight the and narrow. Yeah. Yep. Just a little bit anxious. Yep. yep. That's good. good. You should be a little anxious. I guess. Yeah, it made sense. Good advice. <laughs> well, I mean. I don't know. It doesn't work for everybody. I don't know. Probably works for like type A people when you just want to well, yeah. be the go-getters. I don't know. Just being comfortable all the time. You get a little complacent, I find. Yeah. I don't know. For me, anyway. That'll have a little stress in your life. A little bit. And then once the stress eases down, you feel better. Get married, dude. <laughs> good. Good time. Get married and have kids. Ed's, Ed's <laughs> a little sizzle to the panel. Constantly. Can't turn the stove on. <laughs> well, what's your what's your best dad advice? I think you're you giving us some a little bit of dad advice earlier, and it was pretty good. Best dad advice. Um, B one. It's a good time. Yeah. B one. Yeah, become one. Like be a dad. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah so then I'll have other dads to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> so like us specifically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be a dad. So it'll be like Vampire Diaries, but like dad, dad. Diaries. It'll be good. Get together to talk about, yeah. you know, the nasty. Talk about shit. This is going to be the poop episode. We just talk about the dead blitzkrieg. I can, I can hear Boy, you. we really it's just go off, off on tangents. So, we're <laughs> 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 well, to the dirty diaper. At least we moved down from compost. Now we're on the dirty diaper. <laughs> oh, jeez. Shitting in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Diapers aren't even the worst part. I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish, one might say. Oh, boy. Anyways, um, concluding love thoughts. I guess I don't really have any, except braise some braise some meat. Um, you'll have a really great time. It's pretty. It's super easy. And uh, drink Labatt Blue Light. Yeah, yeah. It's the chosen one. Yeah. We're sponsored by them on this one, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be reaching out to you very shortly. They commented <laughs> They commented to us. You know, we got a comment from them, so I think that's official. I think that means they're going to start paying us money. You know, if you guys Did want they? to go back and do that, I'll just nice. take that money later. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. If you guys want to pay us money, pay us money. I'm going to open one right now. Yeah. Mm, delicious. Wow. You know what it is. That's that was cool. totally beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's beer, and you drink it. Yes. Uh, um, Michael Cooley thought, leave Simone Biles alone. Quit fucking yeah, harassing her. Quit having all this melodrama. Telling her she's a hero. Leave Britney alone. She just didn't want to do the Olympics. She got overwhelmed by it. Like I was That's it. Earlier, it's like, who cares about the Olympics ever? Nobody until it's the time no. of the Olympics. Well, yeah, yeah it's like, of course. Right. And then, like, oh, our gymnast is there not being a gymnast. I'm pissed. Ah. Like I said, it's just more outrage. You didn't know who she was until five days ago. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She's a quitter. God darn it. Need a goddamn thing to get pissed about. I'm going to be pissed at her. <laughs> She's not tumbling when I want the tumbles. Yep. Got anything for us, Fred? Um, no, I'm just having a good summer. Got uh, Love it. Nice having you guys over here in my, my backyard. Yes. Thank you to uh, Fred for hosting us yeah. and hosting you all. On this audio nice. audio podcast in his beautiful garden esque landscape. It's something. It's nice to be out here. Yeah. Talking freely. It might be a little windy, do some dog dogs barking, but in a couple years we can make some wine from that there, buddy. Oh yeah? Oh you grow yeah. some grapes? Rick just pointed to a uh, grapevine. Yeah, it's a grapevine. Oh, Where's your hops? You said you had some hops. They're out front. Oh, get more sun out there. I'm trying to bring them out. I gotta bring them out back. I gotta plant them. I'm lazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Just leave him there. Fuck he's a dad for Christ's sake. Yeah. You want to give us any dadism, so you know, I try to set him up prime for some dadism. <laughs> Don't give me a single dadism. Yeah. You wanna sign us off there, old man jacked? Yes, sir. Um so thanks to everybody who listened to this podcast. Um once again, we hope the audio won't be too awfully bad with us being outside here tonight. This looks good. It's, it's an experiment, experiment, and we're going to find out later. And uh, you may actually, never actually hear this episode. And if it makes it to production, then um, all the more better. But, yeah, um, it's been nice hanging out live with my two good buddies. Um, and we will talk to you guys next time. I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> not your pal, buddy. You know our website. You know our Twitter. If you don't, look it up. At Bill's Bliss Creek. We're on the Internet. We're Buffalo Bliss Creek, but it's at Bill's Bliss Creek. So it's just to confuse the hell out of you. Yeah, <laughs> we like to we like to keep it complicated. Find us, but don't find us. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this ever. But anyway, <laughs> do the opposite of that, <laughs> and I'll go ahead and sign us off. Wait, where are we doing the opposite of that? I'm, I'm completely lost in this tangle of double negatives. I'm panicking. The bell curve is breaking. I have to pee really bad. It's so. one of those pooping situations. <laughs> if we don't get this over with, and you guys keep being scary and making me scared. Dig a hole, squad. Might have to go dig a hole. <laughs> All right, folks, we will see you next time.